0: All right, welcome back. It's Saturday Sports on TSN 690. Joey Alfieri with you 10 to noon on TSN 690. And uh, we do have a big impact game day coming up tomorrow night as the impact take on the Philadelphia Union. They're looking to build on that midweek victory over the Columbus crew and joining us now to talk about that and so much more is impact midfielder Marseille. Jamar, what's going on, man?
1: Uh, Not so much. uh, Enjoying the day. How you doing?
0: Good, good. I mean, let's go back to that midweek win. You you played. I thought you played pretty well, uh, personally and as a team collectively. You guys go into the top team in MLS and and you end up coming away with a victory. What do you think the difference was?
1: Uh, I think it was just coming down to the kind of the grit and uh, understanding that what our position was in the league and uh, we didn't win a game in the last five or six games and. Uh, It was a chance to go and make a statement uh, considering, you know, we are playing the top team in the East Mm -hmm. and a uh, supporters' um, field contender. So it was a good chance to go over there and, uh, yeah, get a result, and that's what we did.
0: I'm sure, look, you guys are coming off a, a big draw over the weekend, but still it had been winless in five how does morale around the group change when you go into Columbus and come away with the big three points? Like, are you guys in a better mood, like all around? Like, give me an example of how morale changed around the group.
1: No, I mean absolutely. I, I think when you come into the professional world, uh, players are competitors, and if you if you don't enjoy winning, then you're not really a competitor. And uh, I mean, you could tell it straight away, right in the locker room after we won. You know, uh, big smiles on people's faces, uh, and we know that all the things that we're sacrificing to be here in, in uh, New Jersey and away from our families and stuff like that, it just felt good to, you know, kind of finally see smiles and, and some laughter and, and joy from all the guys' faces. And, uh, but the biggest thing is, yeah, it's one game, but uh, now how can we transition into more games and, and for the rest of the season going forward?
0: He's Impact midfielder Amar Sadich joining us on Saturday Sports on TSN 690 with Joey Alfieri. So, Amar, can you just take me behind the scenes here? Just you guys are playing home games in Harrison, New Jersey at Red Bull Arena. You, you know, the home games are actually road games, and then you guys are traveling the day of uh, for the road games that you're traveling to. I mean, just how hectic is it right now, and how difficult is it to focus on soccer for the group?
1: Uh, I mean, it kind of it's the only thing you do have to focus on to be, to be realistic with you. Um, for myself, I'm not in a situation where I have a family and I have kids mm-hmm. and I'm leaving all that behind. so uh, I can't even really compare how it, how it is for, I mean, let alone players, but coaching staff and our therapists and you know all the support staff that we have. So uh, I can't really put myself in their shoes, and I, I'm sure it's very tough for them. But at the same time, yeah, it's, it, it's a challenge. Um, it's something that we need to uh, set to the side, not use it as an excuse necessarily. And uh, I, I think it's a good way to build a strong group and uh, kind of form a stronger bond and say, okay, like we're dealing with adversity and how can we, you know, come out on top. So,
0: so what are you guys doing on off nights? A lot of PlayStation?
1: Uh, I, I wouldn't really say that there, there is off nights. I think, uh, <laughs> I think by the time, you know, you kind of get home from training and all that, you have dinner and then, uh, you're, you're pretty exhausted from the day. Um, and uh, sure. Like we're, we're in a nice little area here in Hoboken. So, uh, if you, if you go around, walk, walk, maybe hit a little cafe, uh, go down to the water on the pier. Uh, yeah, but nothing really crazy. I mean, of course we have to keep in mind uh be cautious about the whole uh, corona thing it's not like we want to spread it around and, and stuff like that so you know we do the whole ppe thing wherever we go and uh yeah it's managed to work out well
0: how much of you guys like how much i know you guys were getting tested when you were going to santra nutrilay but uh like have you guys been tested recently
1: yeah it's, it's almost every day it's about yeah. every other day um
0: uh, I think I think
1: we've been tested. I don't even know, maybe like 500 times since uh, we started this second part of the season back up. I, I uh, had it's, it's very frequent.
0: I had I had a test last week, and people asked me like, well, you know, what's it? like? And I just did one. Um, it doesn't right. it doesn't hurt, right? But it's just it's just oh. I didn't I didn't realize that that cavity goes that deep. You know what I mean? Like I didn't realize that the nasal cavity goes that deep. They went pretty deep, man. That was uncomfortable. Didn't hurt, but it was uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I think I think it just depends on who's doing it too. You know, <laughs> I mean, we've gone through we've gone through hundreds of different people who have you know uh, put these little swabs in our noses. Yeah, and uh, some are more gentle than others. That's, that's that's true.
0: Is there one is there one test that kind of stands out as the worst? I would say
1: probably the first one we, we did in uh, Orlando when we got to Orlando and before we had to, like, quarantine for 24 hours. I think that was probably the most painful one.
0: Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Mar- a, Mar- a <laughs> Saitich of the Montreal Impact joining us on Saturday Sports on TSN 690 with Joey Alfieri. Uh, all right. I want to shift gears a little bit. What's the best advice you've gotten from Terry Henry so far?
1: Um, The best advice? Uh, it would be hard to – to kind of put it on just one thing, um, I think he's constantly trying to elevate my game. Um, I'm a young player. I have so much to learn, uh, and he's a, he's a very knowledgeable and wise coach who, who understands the game so well, and um, I think he understands what my uh, strengths are, and he always tries to tell me, you know, see the game as much as you can, turn, make a difference, uh, try to create the tempo um and yeah i and also he just tells me to analyze the game very deeply, which mm-hmm. is something that I try to do, and I have done before, but now it just you know i I want to focus on that more just uh just to grow as much as a grow as a player as much as i can
0: i 'm sure you know you you 've gotten used to having him around and and this is not meant as you know disrespect to to any of the other coaches you 've had, but as a young player early on in your m l s career you know, maybe earlier on, is it a little bit intimidating you know, to go up to coach and bounce something off him just because of the pedigree there? like how great he was?
1: uh no, I, I wouldn't say so. Maybe at the beginning, like we were a little bit um I don't want to say intimidated, but it just like a little like shell shock, you know, because um, he he is a guy who achieves so much but uh, I, think, I think it's important that uh, a lot of guys on the team kind of have the freedom of being able to ask him, okay, what about this, how about this, how does this feel, or, you know, so um, I, w- I wouldn't say it's anything in a, in a negative context. I think, it's, uh, I think he's very helpful um, to individual players and to the team in general in terms of what, what they need to do to do their best on the field.
0: He's he's pretty he's a pretty serious guy in like the Zoom calls with us and he's pretty intense on the sideline. How's his sense of humor behind the scenes? Like, can you guys joke around?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's uh, I mean, he's a coach who cares about the craft and he loves the game. Uh, so yeah, you guys see the way he speaks about the game and um, yeah, just very intellectually and. But yeah, I mean he's he's a guy with great humor. Uh, he cracks strokes with us all the time. And uh yeah, I mean it's it's not always just hundred percent serious how you guys can see. Yeah. I mean, when we have to get down to work, we get down to work, but there's also some times for you know, little jokes and uh some giggles. How how
0: how is he in training like, you know, when the the lighter moments of training, like will he show off his touch and stuff like that? Would he give will he give you guys the gears?
1: Oh, he's not he's not afraid to show what he's made of. Um, he's he's definitely done it a few times in training and uh yeah, he's just got such a natural instinct for, for goal and uh just just the use of his body is is, is very uh it's kind of eye opening for us younger players because like you see him do these things you're like, ah, maybe I can add that into my game a little bit, you know? So it's uh, a little bit contagious the way he, he plays and uh there's, there's a lot for us to learn from it.
0: He's Amar Sadich, Impact midfielder, joining us on Saturday Sports on TSN 690 with Joey Alfieri. Uh, all right, back on the pitch, uh, you know, you've made more appearances for the Impact this year than you did a season ago, uh, but still, they're a little infrequent, right? Like, how tough is it for you to stay as sharp as can be when you're not necessarily getting uh, as many minutes as you'd probably like?
1: Uh, I mean, that, that's kind of what the professional world is about. Mm-hmm. Um, competition is everywhere, and every player wants to play, obviously. No one really wants to sit on the bench. Um, so for me, it's just been about persistence and uh, just continuously working and trying to prove myself that you know I can make an impact on the team and you know, I can help the team in terms of uh, how we play and in the final third and defensively as well. So, uh, yeah, it hasn't been as frequent as, of course, someone would like, but, um, yeah, the the biggest thing for me was just, just putting my head down, putting the work in, and uh, at the end of the day, you know, we'll see how the season progresses, but, uh, yeah, I'm here to fight for the team, and I'm here to win, so...
0: Yeah, we we had Mason Toy on uh last week after the trade to Montreal and I asked him, you know, who he knew on the team and he told me basically nobody outside of you. I think you guys had a good conversation. He was saying last year after the game at Statsapuro, you guys have a mutual friend uh, on Minnesota. Uh-huh. I know you you've seen him in training a couple of days uh this yeah. week. Just give me the give me the scouting report. How does he look?
1: No, he's great. I mean, he's a he's a big guy, big number nine. I think uh, he's gonna. I think he's gonna. As soon as he kind of uh, lets his feet sink in and gets very comfortable on the team, uh, I think his best qualities will shine. Uh, I mean, as a number nine, he's able to hold the ball. I mean, he's got some crazy speed, and he does have an eye for goals, And I'm sure a lot of people saw that from his highlight tape last year because mm-hmm. he scored some very nice goals. Um, but yeah, I, he's a, he's a promising. Uh, young player and i think he i think he'll help our team
0: a lot. And you guys have been doing it i mean he hasn't you know since the trade he obviously you know hasn't played uh you guys have been without safir you guys have been without Rommel. i think uh last weekend you guys were down eight guys uh and you guys yeah. still managed to come away with four points what do you attribute that to the that that fight that adversity and, and overcoming the injury bug
1: Yeah uh definitely tough to do um when you can't even really put together a full bench yeah, but no, it's just it just kind of shows that uh this team is down to to fight to the last minute and um fight for the guys to the left and right of them. Um could it be better? Could we have been smarter with red cards? Yes, yes and no. But um no, it's it's important that we keep that mentality and we continue building on it and um get as many points as possible.
0: Okay, my, my, you mentioned the red cards. My reaction uh, watching from a distance, uh, Amar, was just, like, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was dumb. Like, one happens, you know, even two happen, but then you're starting to get into the threes and fours. Like, what's your reaction watching that? I know you're not going to throw teammates under the bus, but at a yeah. certain point, there's got to be a level of disbelief there. Like, hey, how many times is this going to happen to us?
1: Yeah, I, it, it, was, it was really weird. I've never kind of had that happen uh, in my career. Um, and it's, I I mean, I I really don't know. I didn't really know how to react to it, to be honest. It's not like I was upset at anyone or or something like that. Um, it just, like, I I don't even know if calling a misfortune is a word also, but, uh, it just, it, it felt so weird that it happened just one game after another, after another. And I'm not really sure the reason for it. It just, mistakes happen, um you know and but that's what it was and um we corrected it which is good we haven't gotten a red card and
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: We're, we're yeah just kind of growth in there did
0: you, did you guys like at a certain point internally did you guys say like hey we're going to have like fines internally or something like that if this keeps going on is that something you guys might have brought up
1: no nah, no nah, we didn't we didn't do that i don't think we have to take it that far
0: uh, I have a more, I'll, I'll get you out on this, Amar. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, just a more general question, uh, but you spent a little bit of time in the uh, Real, Real Salt Lake youth system, right? Yes. And then you went to play college ball at Maryland. Um, for right. we got a lot of young players that are listening, and some are debating like, hey, do I go the academy route? Do I go the college route? What would you recommend, and what did you pull from both experiences?
1: Oh, man, Uh, that's a tough question because I don't think one answer necessarily fits everyone um, because I think it just kind of depends on uh, what your club has in plan for you. How do they see you as a player? Like if they were to offer you a contract, like what are they going to do with you for the next year Mm or two? Are you going to play minutes? Are you going to sit the bench? Are you going to train with the first team? Are you going to still train with the academy? So there's just so much that goes into it. Um, but for me personally, I, I did have a conversation with um, the, the GM at the time with RSL, and I told him my plan, and which was uh, to go to college. and They were like, "Okay, like we we completely respect it, and um, we're going to continue scouting you, this and that." And but for me, the college experience was definitely something that I, I hold close to my heart. Uh, I met a lot of amazing people there. I met my girlfriend there, um, a lot of best friends that I share a lot of memories with. Uh, it taught me definitely a lot of discipline um, and and work ethic uh, because you have to balance kind of everything in terms of a social life, an academic life, and an athletic life. Um, and then, yeah, after three and a half years walking away with a economic degree, uh, kind of set, puts me in a better position because now I am still in the league, mm-hmm. but I also have a degree as well. So it's kind of something that you can you can achieve both in the same sense, you know, a, a professional life and an academic life.
0: I got you. It's a great answer, man. Thanks for doing this, Samar, and uh, all the best against yep. Philly and going forward the rest of the way. All right. Absolutely, thank you so much. That's a Sadich, midfielder for the Montreal Impact joining us on Saturday Sports on TSN 690. And the Impact back in action on on uh, TSN 690 tomorrow night. I'll leave you, Brett Grant, Needham. will have the call as they take on the Philadelphia Union. And the Impact need all the points they can get. I uh, just want to take a quick look at our Saturday Sports Question of the Day. If the Canadians were to land Taylor Hall, they'd become dot 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 a a Cup contender. B, a lock to make the playoffs. C, fight for the wildcard spot. Or D, still not a playoff team. Uh, Updating these poll results right now. B, a lock to make the playoffs. 55.3% leading the way. Second is they become a cup contender. Uh, 11.7% of you think that they'd fight for a wildcard spot if they had Taylor Hall. And 5.3%, the negative Nellies, believe that they're still not a playoff team. Even if they did have Taylor Hall, you can find that poll question on my Twitter page, at Joey Alfieri. Montrealer Lou Dort became a household name during the NBA playoffs as he helped lock down James Harden. How did he he prepare for that matchup, and what were his interactions like with LeBron James? The Oklahoma City Thunder guard will tell us on Saturday Sports on TSN 690.
2: On the reload, splashes hold that three. Dort this time, selects the drive. Nice move. Little up and under. Nice move by Lou Dort getting inside. Dort, that's his second three ball that he connected on. Dort battling inside, and Lugans Dort, the native of Montreal, Quebec, Canada. We'll go to the free throw line. The time inside and Dort with another bucket. Dort inside. Great pump thing for the bucket. Going up high and blocked by Dort. Lou Dort ties the game at 99. It was tough, you know, going
3: undrafted. And this team just gave me a lot of confidence. And, you know, it's it's a blessing just to be here, you know, me coming from Montreal. And being here with all these guys, it was big. It was was big. It's the hell of a season I had. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for that.
0: Hey, it's Saturday Sports, TSN 690, Joey Alfieri, John, still with you till noon. It's a pleasure to welcome to the show for the first time. Uh, I really became a huge fan of this player throughout the NBA season this year, and uh, he happens to be from right here in uh, Montreal, Quebec, as you heard. He's Oklahoma City Thunder guard, Lou Dor. Lou, what's going on, man? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, that was uh, that was a heck of a run that you had this year. I know you started out you didn't play much but man just following along I'm sure you get this all the time when you're walking around Montreal and you bump into family friends and fans but it was really special even for us here uh, just to see you play that well on the biggest of stages man it was it was really really cool so congrats on all the success you had Thank this year.
3: You. Thank you I really appreciate it.
0: So what's the off season been like? I mean the, the finals aren't even over yet. And uh, we don't even know when the season's gonna start. So, what's the off season been like for you?
3: Uh, it's been good to me. Uh, I took I took a couple couple weeks off. I came back home, you know, uh, still with the family, friends, and stuff, and and uh, just this past, this week I just started working out again, and you know, get my body back, my body back in shape, and uh, you know, get ready for uh, for everything that's coming.
0: Can you still watch the NBA when you guys are knocked out? Like, are you able to follow, or do you disconnect completely?
3: No, I still, I still follow it, but it's not like I'm, you know, I want. It's not like I'm cheering for a team. I'm mm-hmm. just, you know, I'm just watching it because I love basketball.
0: You, I mean, you saw the you guys played the Lakers in the bubble, right? Yeah, we did. And so, uh, what was that first interaction like with uh, with LeBron?
3: Oh, uh, it was cool. You know, um, you know, at first I just went to that game and. It was like, all right, that's it's just another game. But I, at one point in the game I was just I was guarding him and then yeah. you know, I just looked at it I looked at his jersey and you know I just flashed for like two seconds. I'm like, wow, you know that's LeBron. <laughs> but no, it was it was a good game.
0: Did did Chris Paul introduce you after before the game or any time in the bubble? No, nah, never, never.
3: It was the first it was my first time, you know, actually just seeing
0: him. So what were your what were your impressions? I heard a funny story this week, uh, I think it was DeMar DeRozan who said uh, he when he when they played each other in the playoffs, uh, one of Demar's teammates with Toronto forgot the to play that they were gonna run, coming out of a timeout, uh-huh. and Demar Derozan said, uh, "LeBron went to my teammate and told him what the play was. The guy's oh. just so smart. Is like, could you describe like his basketball? Like, I mean, we all see the, I mean, the the physical dominance and, and the brilliance." on the court the physical traits we see them right but just know. mentally how he processes the game like can you just explain that to us well
3: he's just a really big playmaker you know like he sees everything on the floor like he can score whenever he wants he can pass like he always gonna find the, the open guy and you know he's just so smart that you know he he can make anybody around him better mm-hmm. and that's that i think that's why I make him uh, a, such a, a big a big player like that
0: He's Thunder guard Lou Dort joining us on uh, Saturday Sports on TSN six ninety with Joey Alfieri. Uh, what was the best and worst part of the bubble in Orlando?
3: Oh uh, well, the worst part. Well, my worst time is when we lost. You know that was, that was tough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, the best part was really you know being so close with the guys, my teammates. Mm-hmm. You know, I got, I you know, I got, I got to, to like really build a relationship with like all my teammates and stuff, and that mm-hmm. was that was really good. You know.
0: So. When you found out that it was going to be the Houston Rockets in the in the opening round, um, I'm sure you were excited. You're an Arizona State kid. James Harden's an Arizona State kid. Um, how did you prepare for that matchup? Like you knew you'd be on him for a while. How did you prepare? Yeah. How much time did you spend leading into it? Actually, spent a lot of time.
3: We at some point we knew who was going to play them. Yeah. So like we got to prepare for that team a little earlier, and that was good. And you know, just having Chris on my team it was just—he's just such a leader and. You know, he knows how, like, the playoff works and how how to get ready for it. So I spent a lot of time with Chris, you know, watching film on James and I just studying his game, and I feel like that really helped.
0: But, okay, but you, I mean, you had, listen, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to beat around the bush, you had a lot of success. I mean, when you were on him, I mean, he didn't do nearly as much as he did uh, when you weren't, and the numbers were staggering when you were on him. Yeah. I mean, why did you have so much success? Well, I
3: was just, I was just well prepared, and I was mm-hmm. just ready. And, and you know, me going to Arizona State, James going to Arizona State. Yeah. Like, I used to watch James a lot growing up. You know, and you know that's that that time in the playoff. I was just, you know, I felt, I was just ready, and I felt like I was good enough to stop him.
0: Yeah, and and you were, and credit to you, you did a fantastic job on him. Uh, game seven, you had thirty points. Did you like? Were you? Did you feel different going into that game? Like, did you know that you were gonna erupt for thirty?
3: Well, I was I was just like I gotta leave it live it all on on the floor <laughs> and it, like it's the last game, you know you never know what can happen. And you know, I, in my mind I was just like, Go for it. Like yeah, take take those shots. If you make it you make it. If you miss, you miss um if you miss it, but like I was just ready to you know to compete and, and we 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 wanted to win and you know we we were already and we we're prepared for that too.
0: So with, with Harden did like does he talk a lot? Do you talk yeah. a lot? Nah, nah. Harden
3: is quiet. He's really quiet on the floor. He only talks to his teammates. Like he never, you know, talk trash. Do you? No, I don't. I well, if someone someone talk trash to me, you know, I'll talk
0: back. Who's you know? who, who, okay? Who's the who's the trash talker that got you going the most this season? That got me going the most. Yeah, I'd
3: probably say Russ. Russ, <laughs> eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I had a feeling like, that I had a feeling that you would say that. What say? What What would he say to you?
3: Well, at one point, you know, he got he scored on me, and then you know, every time Russ scored, he he got something to say. So he was like, "Oh, he can't guard me." And then the, right in the next possession, he was guarding me, and you know, I just I just drove by him, and then I got fouled, went to the free throw line. But like, I don't really talk; I just give him a look, like, <laughs> bro, like you talking trash, like you gotta stop me too. But you know, it was just like competition, though.
0: Thunder guard Lou Dort joining us on Saturday Sports with Joey Alfieri on TSN six ninety. Um. Also, I don't know if you saw this this week, but Austin Rivers of the Rockets he did an Instagram live. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. He basically said that they couldn't wait uh, to get you off the court because you were a problem for them defensively. <laughs> they were done with you. When you yeah. hear that, uh, what is like? What do you feel? What What did you think when you heard that?
3: Well, at it's, it's, it first was, was, it was just funny to hear you know another player say that and stuff. And at the same time, it's just you know I just know that I really did a, a good job and this you know this is gonna help me for the for the for the future. You know what I did in this playoff series and then even the season, you know it's going to help, you know, and my my one of my main goals was, to, you know, get respect from the league and I feel like it's like I'm starting to get it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Lou Dorr of the Oklahoma City Thunder joining us on Saturday Sports with Joey Alfieri and John Still on TSN 690, John. Lou, we're in the uh, we're in the golden age of Canadian basketball, and you're a,
2: a big part of it, but you got a fellow Canuck uh, alongside you and Shea Gilgus, Alexander. Um, how has that relationship been like to kind of sow your oats, kind of starting out together uh, as young guys, uh, but two Canucks on the same team?
3: Uh, it's been good. You know, just me and Shea played each other when we was young, and, you know, just ending up on the same team, it was, it was just good. And, you know, we... We represent OKC, but at the same time, we we Canadians are, and we represent our country. And you know, it's really fun that like we have like this this two Canadians on the same team. And like we just built met like a really good. He's mm-hmm. like a really good friend of mine, and we we so close. And like it's just nice to see like two Canadians on the same team.
0: Yeah, we mentioned Chris Paul, another one of your teammates. Uh, give me your funniest Chris Paul story from this year. Uh,
3: what what is my funniest one? <laughs> Uh there's a lot. <laughs> there's not as a lot. Well with that that it won that happened in the in the um in the series that we we laughed about it after the game. It's just it was my first time actually getting not getting mad at Chris Paul, but like me saying something to Chris Paul, like because like, he kinda did something. And you know, me, as a rookie, you know, like you can't really say anything for your vet. <laughs> and so like uh at one point he just did something. he so he did a foul uh in the series. In the game, and I was like, "Man, Chris Ball Like I, I said, Chris, like, "Come on, bro!" Like, "Nah, that's not that time." <laughs> whatever, whatever. And you know, and it was crazy that you know, after the game or like a couple of days after the game, we, we were just talking about it, and, and you know, it was funny that he was like, he never heard me say anything to him, and I, at that time, I I kind of did say something, so that was another funny, the one funny thing that happened.
0: <laughs> he didn't give you too much grief in the moment for that. Nah, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> and I was actually surprised too. <laughs> How how good can the Thunder be this coming season whenever whenever the season starts? How good do you think you guys can be?
3: We can be really good. I mean the expectation from this this year coming up, uh this past year was, wasn't really good and you know, we end up in you know, like a top five in, in in the West. So like, um like we ready, you know, we, we don't really watch expectations expectation and stuff, but like uh like our guys, the group, the guys like we have the young guys, like we we all ready for the you know, for the challenges coming up and and, you know, um, we're like, we'll, we'll surprise people again.
2: Lou, I want to ask you about the start of the year. I mean, Chris is such a proud guy whenever you, whenever you hear him speaking in interviews. And the disrespect that was kind of labeled at OKC and you guys rising above kind of all the haters out there. What was his role in kind of getting you guys to not necessarily punch above your weight, but surprise a bunch of people who had written you off before the start of the season?
3: Well, he's just a—he's a great leader, you know. And Chris is a guy that, like, can make so many guys around him better. And and I felt like that was the main thing for me. Like, Chris really, really helped me, you know, get used to the NBA, get used to the um, to the style of NBA and stuff like that. And that really helped. me that helped the whole, the whole team. And I feel like that's why, like, he's he's such a leader. He always has something to say. Like, he's been there for so so many times, so he knows what to do, and like he knows how how the team can get better and stuff like that. So he was just talk- He was just a leader, and you know, just leading us the whole season.
0: Uh, what's uh, I mean? What's coming up next for you? Like, what are you working on this off season, Lou? Because I know you know people were kind of disrespecting your your shot, and then you just mm-hmm. you dropped thirty in Game Seven. So that was you know, mm-hmm. I know you want to keep going and you want to advance in the playoffs. But that was a nice way uh, for you personally uh, to leave an impression on the basketball world. So what are you working on this off season?
3: Well, obviously, my shot, too. I want to be more consistent. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I just want to work on, you know, on everything. Like, as a player in the offseason, you always want to work on everything. Mm-hmm. Your dribble, your decision-making, your uh, your finishes, everything. So, like, I don't have a my, – my main focus is my shot, but at the same time, you know, I'm working on everything.
2: Lou, uh, another one that I'd love to get your perspective, especially for the young guys uh, coming up here in Canada. I mean, you – to get to the place that you are, you have to have a lot of confidence in yourself. Uh, you have yeah. to believe in your own abilities. But I, I'd love to know, no matter what sport it is, where guys figure out that, okay, this isn't Arizona State anymore, and I know that I can be an impact player at the pro level. Was there a moment for you that you remember where you were like, yeah, I can do this, or was it kind of with you all along? Um,
3: it was kind of with me, because i always been a, a you know a confident kid, but... Just the fact that you know, coming from Montreal, like it's such underdog city, and like there's so much here that people don't know, and like there's so much talent, and just the fact that you know I did, it, and there's so many people that can do it also, and like just the fact that like I feel like I had a weight on my like a lot of weight on my shoulders just because you know I was I was from here I'm from here and like i want to represent my my city, and you know I just wanted like trying to tell the world like what's what what we have here in, in Montreal, so. That was my main thing for me. That was my main like, like uh, focus. That was my main thing that, that really pushed me, you know, to get to the level I'm at right now.
0: Uh, can we get like some type, like a court name after you in Montreal, North? Like, can, is there anything named after you anywhere? Can we get this? Can we get the <laughs> wheels so. in motion?
3: <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> but no, there's nothing right now. Well, I, I think we I can't
2: th- be we can't be naming one after him right now. I mean, it's uh,
0: it's just starting out well, here. At another. the end, maybe.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: so I, I know. But now we'll start with a with an outdoor court, and then maybe a basketball facility. I don't know, Lou. I think I want a, a, a statue, something. I don't know. I want to get the ball rolling here. So, what do you miss when you're when you're? Uh, we got a couple more for you, Lou, and we'll let you go. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate you taking yeah, the time yeah, course, this morning, Lou Dor, Thunder Guard on Saturday Sports on TSN 690. When you're in OKC outside of family, what specifically do you miss about Montreal North when you're out there in the states?
3: Uh, I don't know. I feel like just the vibe here, you know. Just, just the people here, you know. Just, you know, just walking around and like, like people when some some people recognize me, you know, just and like you just give me the support and just give me like a little word, that like you know that's mm-hmm. like that pushed me the most. That's mm-hmm. like that's like that's so like crazy to me. Just the fact that just from where I grew up and just now I'm walking around and people just recognize me and you know and just give me a little word. You know, that's that's big to me. You know, that's big that's one of the thing I really really miss, just seeing like the people out here.
0: You're gonna watch game six tomorrow night? Yeah, I will. Yeah. What'd you think of that last night? LeBron passing off to uh to Danny Green. I, I mentioned this earlier, Lou. I just I don't get the hate for LeBron. I realize we're we're in the social media yeah. age, but I just I don't get it. I mean that's a shot yeah. that Danny Green should probably knock down. But I, I don't get the people that are coming out and saying, Oh, LeBron always defers. I just I don't get the hate.
3: No, well that was that was like LeBron had two guys on him. Like he yeah. had a passion and that was the, the the great read, you know, like and, and it's a tough shot at the end of the game like that, game is close. If you if you make that shot, you know, you win a championship. Like it's it's a big shot. It's not it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, he just missed it. He just missed it and you know, it happens. So now, you know, they they will get ready for for the next game and like they gotta move on.
0: Lou, thanks for taking the time this morning, man. I hope we can do this again uh, sometime down the line. All the best this offseason, going into next season. And uh, I'm going to keep talking about this statue until it gets built, all right?
3: I got you. Uh, thank
0: you. <laughs> That's Lou guard for the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, joining us on Saturday Sports on TSN 690. It was an incredible – I know it was just one season. It was one series. But, man, uh, I just I, – I, I was so impressed. I was so proud to see – uh, a Montrealer uh, make a, such a grand entrance into the NBA playoffs. Uh, it was terrific to watch. John, I know you had fun watching him too. He's such a nice guy, uh, easy to root for, and the fact that he's from here, from Montreal North. I've played on those courts in Montreal North. I mean, it, it was it was really cool to see him on, on that stage. It's not just that he's he mentioned he mentioned it that you know Montreal is such an underdog city when it comes to basketball in the NBA. But the Thunder, massive underdogs, they pushed the Rockets not just to Game 7, but even in Game 7. And a big part of that was the defensive job that Lou was able to do on James Harden, which is, you know, I think he played him tougher than probably anybody's played James over the last couple of years. He's one of the premier scorers, if not the premier scorer in the NBA.
2: I think the thing I love the most about what he does defensively, because that's... That's where he's at right now. He's yeah. going to add more offense to his game, and maybe those thirty-point games aren't going to be nearly as much an outlier. They'll be more uh, consistent going forward. He plays so much bigger than six-three. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. He jumps out of the gym. He can cover guys who are like six-six. He's. He's just an incredibly exciting guy to watch, even though he doesn't necessarily put up all the crazy numbers. You can watch him, and you're like, this guy is an athletic freak. Yeah. And you can just watch him play and do his little things around the court that I'm sure people like Dwight Walton appreciate here mm. on this radio station. Uh, hoping to get to Dwight's uh, level of knowledge uh, in about uh, 20 to 30 years, uh, for me at least. Yeah, sure. But uh, Dwight, Dwight's forgotten more about basketball than I know.
0: <laughs> Let's put it that way. But yeah,
2: no... It, it, it's not just the fact that he's Canadian it's not just the fact that he's from Montreal he just seems like and we I feel like you need to root more especially in 2020 where we're at now for yeah. just good people yeah seems like just such a good
0: dude yeah and he put in he put in the work you know undrafted kid uh signed that two-way deal with the thunder didn't play much at the beginning of the year but man by the end of it I know that I know that Oklahoma City didn't go as far as they maybe would have wanted but man to, to leave things off with a 30point performance in game seven. Of an NBA Finals, or not an NBA Finals, but in the NBA playoffs, I mean that's just that's the ultimate building block, and uh, such a treat uh, to get to talk to Lou Dorr here on Saturday Sports on TSN 690, and and I really mean it. Hopefully, we can do it again soon. Uh, because uh, yeah, this I, is I such mean, a personal... Not only guide. that, I
2: have so many other questions for him. I mean... Uh,
0: I mean, we could have done 10 to
2: noon. I could have gone another hour. Number one, I got to ask about the international <laughs> flair on the Thunder. They got yeah. Dennis Schrader, yeah. German. They yeah. got Steven Adams, the new, the the Kiwi. Yeah. Not only that, I think news... I, I was telling him just off the phone when I was letting him go. I was like, I got to ask you about Steven Adams next time you have him on because he might be one of my most low-key, yeah. hilarious guys in the NBA. Yeah. So I
0: feel like there's so many other things to talk about uh, with the Oklahoma City Thunder And with Lou, and I, I really feel like you know we have in the in the NFL, not this season, but Laurent Duvernay-Tardif put. Listen, there's been other Quebecers in the NFL, but I think Laurent put Montreal on the map in the NFL. And there's kids that are watching that watch him that are you know grow up and aspire to be him. Uh, And now I really feel like in the NBA, I feel like Lou has the opportunity to do the same thing. I mean, it was so he became so. Mainstream, it wasn't just like the diehard NBA fan that recognized Lou Dore anymore. With his performance in the playoffs and in the bubble, he's a household name in the NBA 100%. And so, I'm excited to see what the Thunder can build on whenever the season starts, what he can build on. But in my mind, he's a starter on that team, and I have no issue with that. They questioned the shooting, he dropped 30 on you, like we said. So, I'm really curious to see how they build on this. Everyone needs their uh, hey,
2: everyone needs their Andre Iguodala. You know what I mean? Like, uh, right. If
0: he has that kind of career. But that's what I mean wow. is that if
2: you're looking at guys to like model yourselves after if you're him, unbelievable defensively, can knock down threes when yeah. you need, can be a 15-point guy a night, I mean, that is, I, I know people who don't watch the NBA want everyone to be James Harden and uh, LeBron and Russell Westbrook or yeah. what used to be Russell Westbrook he's incredibly important if you can carve out a niche like that for your professional basketball uh, career. So, man, just wishing all kinds of good things for Lou going forward. I
0: just want, there's two things I want to point out that stood out there, right? Uh, The first one was he got into Chris Paul's grill about a foul that he hit hit during the playoffs and, uh, you know, Chris Paul is Hall of Fame, like he's a Hall of Fame point guard down the road Uh, and, Also giving, when he said he gave Russell Westbrook the look after scoring (laughs) on him. Lose 21, man. Like, that is a supreme confidence. And it was a lot of fun. I love that story. I love those stories. Uh, That's a lot of confidence there to, to, you know, 21-year-old undrafted rookie to come in, you know, give Chris Paul the business, tell him, hey, you shouldn't be doing that, and then to give Russell Westbrook the look after scoring on him. That's fantastic. That's, it takes some. Cajones. It takes some, Yeah. To, to do that in your next first year. NBA next year, I'm
2: expecting some flexes on people. He's going on
0: LeBron, you think? You think he'll flex on LeBron? I don't think so. I think he likes LeBron too much. Absolutely. All <laughs> right. Uh, thanks again to Lou Dor. Thanks to uh, Amar Sadich of the Montreal Impact, who took the time to join us. Uh, thank you to Jason Paul of Wave Intel, who broke down the analytics scene in the NHL with Josh Anderson uh, and the Montreal Canadiens as well. Uh, if you missed anything uh, during the show between 10 and noon, you can find it on the TSN 690 website in just a few minutes. Uh, you'll also be able to uh, Download our podcast. We podcast the full first and second hour. If you want to listen to the entire show, uh, you can find that on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Please uh, leave a positive rating. If you want to leave a nice little comment there, uh, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, John, thanks, man. It was a lot of fun uh, having you in here, and I'm hoping that you're going to stick around with us uh, in the weeks to come. Oh, I think I'll see you next Saturday. Absolutely. This has been Saturday Sports with Joey Alfieri on TSN 690. Have a great rest of the weekend, everybody.